welcome to the Mum Style Business Podcast. I'm your host, Annalise Warren, a marketing agency CEO, business strategist, digital marketing mentor, wife, and mama of four little ones. Now here, we combine ambition and motherhood and well-being, and we help you leverage the skills you already have to build a flexible business that gets you both the income and the freedom that you started it to achieve. Stay tuned for conversations with inspirational and successful women in business, as well as practical marketing strategies and tips that you can action right away. So let's get into it. Welcome. Welcome to today. Today, I'm really excited. We are going to talk about a B2B marketing plan. So B2B means business to business, which so many of you are. And what you will see is that B2C, which is business to consumer, which is anything that is um, is a business selling to people who aren't a business, like um, you know lipstick or something like that, or even coaches, a lot of coaches, life coaches are dealing with the general public, not they're not dealing with a business, they're dealing with, dealing with people. So a lot of what you'll see around there at the moment, a lot of what you'll see is marketing tips for coaches and marketing tips for people who are um, in the business of transformation, which is a totally different, which is totally different marketing to marketing to an actual business. So I know for me, I see so many coaches marketers because when you're selling a transformation, you can really push on the buttons of emotion, which means that it's easier to teach. It's it's actually, yeah, it's a bit easier to teach, but when you're doing B2B marketing, you need to think a little bit differently. And you also need to keep in mind that it's a little bit of a different audience. Maybe you have more than one person who is actually, um, you might have more than one person who is, how do I say it? Um, actually in the decision-making, decision-making um authority. Often if you are dealing with a person, then they may be getting the input from their spouse, but in a business, it may be multi-structured. You may have to make, um, you know, you may have to come back a few times. You may have to wait for some red tape for things to be signed off by managers for money to be released like all of those things need to be kept in um kept in mind and for a lot of for a lot of you um you are service providers working with businesses and i have been doing that i have been working with businesses doing b2b marketing for this is our sixth year in business so I've tried a lot of different things and you need to just frame it in a little bit of a different way and step back and think about the process in a little bit of a different way. As always, you are still dealing with people, of course. And so because you're dealing with people, um, you need it to be, you still need to be relational and you don't want to stiffen everything up too much, but you need to think about what does 
the business actually need? Not what does the person need, what does the business actually need? Because the CEO of that business, it is their responsibility to look after the needs and the interests of the business and make the best decisions for the business. Now, potentially when you are marketing to a consumer, to an individual, then you might be talking about how you're going to save them time and money. Now, you are going to use those things inside business, but often time is going to be more important than money. And when you are thinking about it in that frame of mind, you're thinking about the value to the business. So yes, the ultimate goal is to save money, but often you are looking really to expedite the process of things and make their jobs easier. And by making their jobs easier, they automatically make more money, but it's not the money piece. People are happy to throw money at the problem if it is a business that is a successful business. They are happy to pay. So it's not a money thing. You can charge what you want to charge. And that's the beauty of it. As long as you are providing that value and that is really tangible and they can see that. So that is where I would start. As always, when you're considering your offer is not like lots of people teaching what's the transformation because if you are designing a website then yes you are transforming their website but you're not transforming their life at the end of that deliverable when they, when you get your payment their life isn't going to be transformed you've just done the first bit right and so what you are really selling is the value of what you are providing whether that is a website then you are giving them an asset that is a revenue generating asset if it is you are providing VA services, then you are giving back the time that that person would have to take to actually do the function. You are saving them the time of learning all of the software, learning all of the things. You are keeping them organized, which means that you are, um, again, saving them time, making sure that they're being really efficient, making sure that they are optimizing their own time and that is the piece that you need to really drill into is how am I making this business work better? How am I setting this business up for success or this business owner up for success? And really drill in on that tangible value that you are providing. Whether that means that you are, if you're a bookkeeper, then how are you then saving that company money in the long term by making sure that um, all of those processes and things are, are, are ticking along? How are you making sure that you're identifying any uh, holes in, in the leaky bucket, right? And so drilling in on that, on that value is it really does set you up to be able to charge what you would like to charge. And I think I've told this story before. We we do services, um, we do marketing services, we do um, operations kind of thing a, a tiny bit. Um, we, we do podcast production. And the way that we get to charge what we want to charge is by really clearly communicating the value 
of what we are actually doing. And the fact that if we are producing the podcast to them, they don't have to learn video editing and audio editing and the technology and be, have to have things out on time and be proofreading and creating graphics and, and all of those things. But instead, they're projecting this sense out onto the world that they are a, um, a prominent thought leader, a successful um business leaders so they're someone who is is respected and they are then that they we're making them look good basically and then that in turn really builds trust with their audience and so they get more clients based from based off that so when you are um really think broader and think about the ripple effect of what it is that you are going to offer this business. And that's where your marketing plan starts. And this is made so much easier when you do a specific function for a specific type of person, specific type of business. Meaning we do, we do lead generation and automation for construction for trades. That's that's my marketing agency. That's what we do. It's really specific. So when I'm talking about the benefit to the business, all of the um, all of the material is based around that. Is I'm not talking really generally and really broadly about how I can help you build your business because that is going to fall flat. Instead, I can speak really specifically to the actual needs and the actual problems that trade businesses have. And the um, the tr- the trade specific industry specific language I can use. I know the business structure that is often the case inside that type of business, and so I can speak to those problems, knowing how exactly what it's going to produce for me. If I can automate things for that trade business owner, then they don't have to go home after a hard day on the tools and do the paperwork or um, ask their partner to do it who you know has been with the kids all day or has run been um, you know had her own has has her own career or business and things and then has to try and do the paperwork for for hubby's business so I know that by by automating things they're going to get back family time right and so I can say that confidently knowing that the majority of the people that take on our service is that's going to be a benefit that they get. And yes, again, we're being very general, stereotypical. In marketing, we often have to do that because we the, the broad-facing face has to be quite general. And then we get custom and specific when we speak to actual individual people because that's the only way and only time we can actually do that. So thinking about what that is for you and making sure that you know the value to the business and you you choose a specific service like podcasting, for example, or or finance or something, or a specific type of business or a specific type of um, software. Some of my clients base all of their work off a specific type of software and anyone who wants to use that software, that's their expertise. But pick an expertise in one of those three areas, the software, the industry, or the skill that you bring to the table. So that way you, again, you can speak really specifically to that problem and communicate it and you can be an expert in that area and charge whatever you want to charge because they're not going to be thinking like, oh, she did an hour, but no, because imagine again, all like the podcasting, all the stuff that comes in with that, they're not thinking, oh, you know, it's, it's 
it's hourly, they're thinking, oh my gosh, look at all of those 20 things I would have to learn and do. Um, and I only have to pay that and not have to even think about it. Uh, yes, thank you. Yes, thank you. So how, how do you build that for your business? So once you've got that, then you can actually start to build your real, your actual marketing plan. Now, with the marketing plan, um, you it's we're following the buyer journey again, right? We've, as, as always, we're following the buyer journey. How are you getting in front of more people? And who, how are you going to get in front of the exact person that is going to be the right person to speak to about what it is that you want to do? And drilling in there on, on that person. Next is how are you nurturing them? How are you communicating with them? How are you giving them things? How are you changing their mind about um, their, their preconceived ideas and their perceptions about your industry and what you do to show them that actually the way that you do it or what you're offering is a really good proposition and can, can actually save them money? How are you showing them and enlightening them? So you first you got in front of them, right? That's great. Now they know you exist. How do you, how do you get them interested? How do you show them the benefit of, of what it is that you can do for them and get them excited about the possibility that things could be easier for them? How are you doing that? And then how are you actually selling to them? When you are selling to businesses, what I find works the best is, of course, that initial conversation where it's just a discovery call, which I really don't like that term because it sounds really, it sounds really cheesy to me. I don't know. I don't know why. Maybe it's because I've been on some bad ones. Um, but it's it's a phone call. It's a strategy session, I, I call it, or a consultation where you're, you're discovering what their needs are. You're writing everything down. You're getting their exact words about where they're getting stuck. And then from there, you want to go away and produce your proposal. And I like to have that in a document. I use software called Proposify, which is great because you can see when people look at things and how long they spend on certain things and when they come back to it and if they print it and all of the things you can see three months later if they come back and look at it um so i i love that software um i don't get paid to say that <laughs> i wish i did the amount of people i've referred anyway different topic so um proposify is what i use and then i used to just send that to people and i wouldn't get the sale and then I learned that I had to, on the first call, book a second call. So I would say, great, I'm going to put a proposal together when suits to go through that. And then we would make a second appointment. And in between the appointments, I would do the proposal. I would not send it to them prior. I would bring it up on the screen while I was on the second call with them and go through dot point by dot point and make sure that they knew exactly what the details were. They could, they could get all their objections out. They could ask all their questions on that call. And if there was a business partner or, or someone else that needed to be in on that call, I've done these calls with six people in the room and like in the virtual room before, because then they can ask all the questions too. You can build rapport with them. So make sure on that second call, anyone who is a decision-making authority is in the room and do not do it if they aren't, and I know that sounds hard to do, but you can say, and I have said, and it works, say, I really respect your time and I want to make the most out of this. And this is a really important decision for the business. So let's make a time when, you know, so-and-so can be in the room. And they respect that you honor the, the gravity 
of their business success or whatever it is that you're doing for them, they they respect that you acknowledge that, that you think their business is a big deal, right? They like that feeling because they automatically know that you're on their side and you actually give, give a damn about their business. So that's how you create your marketing plan. You get really clear on the value and it's not about money. It's, it's about how are you saving them time? How are you making their job easier? How are you freeing them up to go and make more sales and do what they need to do? How are you making things more efficient? How, how are you making it easier? Business owners want things easier, simplified, streamlined, easy. How are you doing that for them? And then how are you, um, how are you getting in front of them with that message? And then how are you making them interested? And how are you selling to them? And just pick one method from each category. How are you getting in front of them? How are you making them interested? And how are you selling to them? Pick one method because you could be on LinkedIn. You could be on Facebook. You could cold call. You could cold email. You could cold, you know, you could go to networking events. Pick one main method and one, one other supplementary method if that's what you feel like, but don't choose 10 different ways. And just nail that one method and do that really, really well. So I hope that was really helpful for you. Let me know what questions you have and then we can dive into those. Um, I would love to hear about your marketing plan. I'd love to hear what has worked for you. And um, let me know what your super duper irresistible offer is for your, for your clients. Look forward to chatting to you soon um, and see you next week. Bye. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Mum Style Business Podcast two things you should know. First, come and join the party. I'm live with free marketing training inside the Social Marketing Method Facebook group every single week. This is where you can ask questions and get the answers that you need to simplify your strategy and amplify your income. Go to AnnaliseWarn.com forward slash group and join and network there with incredible women and incredible community of like-minded business owners. Now, second, if you have got any value from this episode, please, please, please rate, review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and share it out on your socials. Your support helps us to reach more women in business and inspire them to increase our impact in the world. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And I will see you next week.